The 2021 budget the Pentagon rolls out next week will include about $5.7 billion in savings, the result of a recent review of DOD's so-called Fourth Estate. Now, details on exactly what's being cut are still to come, but the department says it's just the beginning. Top brass say they'll continue to scour defense organizations for funds that can be reallocated to the national defense strategy. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu joins me now to talk about what we know so far and what's still to come in this review process. Jared, where do we start? I guess we start with what has been done so far. DOD put out a little bit of detail yesterday on what they're going to announce in the 2021 budget about what they have found so far as part of this defense-wide review. It is, as you said, a little over $5 billion, which makes up 5.7% of those defense-wide accounts in in the fourth estate. So not a small amount of money proportionally. They did this throughout... 21 separate review sessions that looked at the, the, the totality of the $99 billion worth of programs across that entire fourth estate. That's roughly 50 organizations across DOD. And this this was led by Mark Esper and, and, and loosely based on the so-called night court process that he used when he was Secretary of the Army, where he uh, where basically every Army program was required to come in front of senior leadership and justify whether, whether or not it should continue. Uh, uh, I say loosely because it was a slightly pared-down version of that just because they didn't have time in the few months they were doing this to go through every every program at that level of detail. But that's what's going to start to happen across the fourth estate throughout uh, uh, calendar year 2020. So we should expect to see some more cuts across the fourth estate. And, and I guess I should be careful about using the word cuts because it's not as though this money is going directly back to the Treasury. DOD wants to use this money to reinvest it back in what, what it believes are more urgent priorities uh, according to the National Defense Strategy. Yeah, the national defense strategy emphasizes this big powers competition, and I guess the need for the offset strategy to be reinvigorated, that's still part of this too, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. That's right. Um, so, so as, as you say, it is all about great power competition. It's about you know redirecting resources away from where the military has been spending its attention in, in, in counterinsurgency and counterterrorism over the last 15, 20 years, and away from uh, you know hardware investments in Cold War era systems and, and reinvesting those back into systems that are appropriate for 21st century um, near peers. So yes, you're absolutely right. That's, 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 that's really the focus of this entire thing. And that's where DOD is going to take the next couple rounds as well, beyond this sort of second layer fourth estate review. As we reported back a month ago, Esper is also starting to lead a review of the Combatant commands, and he's told each of the secretaries of the military services to start doing their own reviews as well. Because when you talk about $5.7 billion in the grand context of the Defense Department, that's not a whole lot of money. But when you look at the amount of dollars still going to these legacy systems, and I just read a recent Govini analysis of this, $5.7 billion can have a lot of leverage on the cutting edge types of technologies they say they need. That's right. And, and and it's going to be interesting to see where these dollars get reallocated away from the cuts that they're making in the fourth estate. Because, I mean, there's not a, a lot of military hardware being purchased in the, in the fourth estate, with the possible exception, you could say, of U.S. Special Operations Command. There are, I should say, both cuts, in, in other words, programs that are at being eliminated in the fourth estate. And there's also some transfers, um, redirections from things that the fourth estate is currently doing back out to the military services. And I'm really curious to see what those end up being, because uh, obviously a, the, the entire reason pretty much we have these fourth estate organizations is that at some point, Congress or the department itself decided it would be more efficient to centralize certain functions rather than having them be performed in you know a 
a repetitive, redundant fashion by each of the military services. In any case, in addition to that $5.7 billion that they're calling cuts, there's $2.1 billion worth of functions being sent back out to the military services. In, and within that, this is also very interesting, $1.9 billion is in the category that they're calling personnel and benefits. And, and I'm very curious to see exactly what they decide um, is, is going to be done by the services that they're not already doing in the personnel and benefits area. The, the agencies that are covered in that area are the Defense Health Agency, the DOD Education Activity, the Defense Commissary Agency, Defense Human Resources Activities, Civil Military Programs, and the POW MIA Accounting Agency. So there, there are not any obvious things to my mind in, in, in that bucket that, that would be going out to the military services. So I'm very curious to see what they end up doing there. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. And with this fourth estate review, Jared, what are some of the things they're trying to do to make this process stick to institutionalize it? Well, one, one thing for sure is they're, they're changing the way that they manage the budget, I, I should say budgets of the fourth estate, which is to create a new budgeting process uh, overseen by the chief management officer that, that consolidates all those things together. Right now, they're spread across several different budget documents and reviewed and, and, and approved separately. Esper spoke yesterday at an event hosted by Johns Hopkins, where he talked a little bit about how that process is going to work going forward. Our reform effort also includes major changes to our internal management systems, many of which are remnants of the Cold War. We have integrated our leadership teams to achieve results more efficiently and effectively and and altered our internal battle rhythm. We now have weekly meetings that bring together senior military and civilian leaders from across the force to discuss our progress on the NDS and maintain accountability for outcomes. Additionally, we are establishing a new governance model for the fourth estate, which the chief management officer will lead. This, force, this will force tough trade-offs between these organizations and field activities rather than passing on cost growth to the services. And that, that last point is, is interesting as well. And it'll be interesting to see what they do to kind of hold costs in check within the fourth estate and manage it more actively within the Pentagon. Because that is a consistent complaint that you hear from the services sometimes is that, you know, they are kind of a captive audience to some of these defense agencies in many ways. You know, there's no other place to go to if you want to buy your spare parts other than the defense logistics agency. Or if you're buying long haul IT transport, you know, you're, you're going to the defense information systems agency basically and paying whatever the rates are. And I guess one of the questions will be whether this chief management officer has enough portfolio to go against all of these entrenched organizations, the armed services and the fourth estate. That that's absolutely right, and that is has always been the question about the chief management officer. Nominally, nominally, that person, Lisa Hirschman, right now is the third ranking person in in the Department of Defense, just behind the Deputy Secretary of Defense. But it's always been a question whether you know the position would carry the heft that that it you know nominally does in the organizational chart. And I should say, Congress has already indicated that it is leaning toward phasing that position out completely because it's not serving the function that they originally imagined it would when they created it back in the 2016-2017 timeframe. So it could be that DOD here is, is looking to really prove that the CMO function really really is paying off in some ways and at least does have this power over the fourth estate to make that part of DOD run more efficiently and more effectively. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his budget coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. 
Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 